Hello, my name is Gronkthran Bone Inserter of the Meat Slappers, and you're watching SWN. You gits. Welcome to the SWN podcast. We're back on a road trip edition. Uh, as you can see, I'm not alone, as I just uh, scanned over briefly. Uh, say hello to the, to the camera. Hello to the camera. Hello to the camera. Yes, I am, I am in a car, as you can see. Not a train. Not a train, not a bus, but a car. Uh, it, it, I haven't even said my name yet, if you're listening for the first time. My name is Billy, I'm the host of the show. We do a road trip episode when I'm going to WrestleZone or W3L or wherever. I'm. That's the only shows I go to uh, nowadays. So we've got seven seven matches on the show tonight, WrestleZone Station Hotel Showdown. I'm very excited for the show. This is your first proper one since uh, Regal Rumble last year. Yeah, uh, it certainly is. And uh, I, I, Kelly's not going to be on the camera because I want to cross the road, I want to get there alive. I think that's probably the best, best way for it. Well, especially now we're parents. Yes, yes we are. It's, a lot has changed since uh, since Regal Rumble last year, uh, of course. Uh, not much has changed since Trinity Centre. Show, uh, where it was Trade Center Takeover, except you know he sleeps. So that's, that's nice. Uh, so yeah, there's seven matches on the show. Um, we're going to talk about them for a brief second. Get your thoughts on them as well, because it'll be the first time you probably have heard of whatever matches are on okay. as well. Um, so yeah, Station Hotel showdown tonight. WrestleZone can't wait to go back. Sold out show. Uh, I'm probably going to double check to make sure I definitely have tickets. Uh, I definitely, I'm sure I do. I'm ever buying them. Bloody <laughs> hope so. It's going to be very awkward if I don't. Uh, so, seven matches. We'll start with the VIP one, uh, which is a triple threat. It's Chris Archer, Rodin King, and Connor Malloy. Uh, triple threat. Uh, should be should be fun. Uh, Rodin King won our one to watch uh, award. Mm-hmm. And him and Connor like smack each other. So, it's going to be could be a lot of fun. Could be interesting. So this is your first your first match back. Yeah. We'll be seeing uh, Chris Archer. Connor and Ronan. Well, the last time I saw Ronan, he slagged off my son, so I hope that he loses. <laughs> I think from any match I've seen with him and Connor, they, they do like to to uh, lay it in. I think that's the phrase. Uh-huh. They like to, to proper get some. I mean, the last time we saw them, the wrestle, Connor ended up with like a busted nose. So, yeah. so, so could be interesting. Yeah. Um, so the, the main show, we've got loads of loads of matches, so I'm going to try and remember them. Oh, uh, we did get a question from Ronan. Uh, he did ask, uh, how does it feel to, to go to your first show and see the first show of the year of Ronan 2.0? Absolutely delighted. <laughs> you're just, you're just wanting to see Connor Barham. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Do it for me, Connor. <laughs> I'm just hoping Connor doesn't land on me. He's, he's, he's getting... He, got, he landed on me at Halloween hijinks and he came very close to Christmas chaos. Uh, so I don't want that to be a, a thing, no. a streak that happens because I, I am not afraid to throw you in front of me. <laughs> I know. And now I'm, now I'm actually attending a show, I don't want that to happen. <laughs> so we've got that. So main show, we'll start with the handicap match. It's uh, Omar Mohammed taking on Reese Dawkins and Brian Tucker, two on one. Um, so I'm assuming it'll be tag team rules for Dawkins and Tucker and, and so. Omar will be on his own. Uh, we don't know if he, he may find a tag team partner. Of course, you didn't see Scotty Swift. Uh, he, he lost uh, to Christmas Chaos and 
has now had to leave for rest of the zone entirely. Has he? He He's has. His boots. Apparently so, yeah, but I mean, wrestling, though, retirements never stick, so we'll, we'll see how, if it actually works out, but yeah, we've got, so Omar is, is avenging, he's avenging Sky Swift, and he's got a, a match against both Brian Tucker and Reese Dawkins. I'm very aware that the sun is right in my eyes at the moment, so I look like I'm, I'm, I'm just being suspicious on camera, just uh, shiftily looking around. Um, so yeah, that should be, that should be interesting. I, like I said, I don't know if there's going to be a tag team partner involved, so I might come and help Omar. Um, his, his uncle's going to be there, and he watched Family Fortunes. Um, yes, he did. His uncle, who suspiciously looks like uh, Pete Muhammad, uh, the one at the end with the bald head and beard, uh, he, he apparently will be in attendance to, to fly the flag of Omar Muhammad, TV's Omar Muhammad. Uh, so I, d I don't know if Pete will get involved. Um, we can only hope, because yeah. he's, he's very charismatic. Uh, what else have we got on there? So we've got, uh, we've got Bruiser Brad Evans against Tommy Raiden. So Tommy's going to die. So that's. I, I, I mean, there's not much more you can say about that. <laughs> I, I have nothing to add to this portion. So, Bruiser Brad, of course, is coming off a loss of the tag team titles, a loss of the Fair City Saints at Christmas Chaos. Uh, he's big, he's scary, he's fast, and he's coming against Tommy Raiden, who, who had a quite good showing at Christmas Chaos. He, he had quite, he was knackered at Trinity Centre, where we saw him for the first time. Uh, but. But stranger things have happened. Connor beat Crusher, so you know I'm not. I, I'm highly doubting it, but could could be a shock. Could be a shock start off the year. Um, has got so I've got the tag team titles are on the line. Fair City Saints, Alex Webb and Air Miles are defending against Outfit, Dino and Murphy. Um, should be a lot of fun. Two big two big lads against two fast lads. Okay. Good combo. Yeah. You, haven't, you haven't seen you've seen Alex individually because he was Alex yeah uh, he was Summerhill Showdown yeah uh, with, the, with the orange and black you haven't seen I don't think you've seen the Air, Air Miles the only other time you may have seen him you didn't come to any of the Bucky shows I don't think did you no no so you would you would have seen him before so um, something new for you uh, you've, you've seen Dino and Murphy of course Dino uh, just big lads smacking folk about which you know yeah. Can't go wrong. Uh, don't know who's going to win that. I think I hope it's the Fair City Saints. Only won the titles in December, so hope so. Then. I think they would keep the titles for a little bit, but you know, stranger things have happened. And my 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 prediction: things for WrestleZone are rarely good. They're they're pretty awful. Your track record. My track great. record. That's the phrase. That's why you're here. Uh, to that's to, why I'm here. To give me the words. To be the driver. To give me the to give me the words that I forget. Uh, we've got Caleb. You're wearing your Caleb Valhalla t-shirt. He is creating. So, so is Jack. Jack's wearing his skull t-shirt, which uh, I haven't put it anywhere, so no one can see it. Just, just assume that I'm right. Um, just trust me. Uh, we've got him. He's he, Caleb's putting his beard on the line against Captain 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 Alan Sterling, who is putting his association with outfits on the line. So Caleb wins. Alan's on his own. If Alan wins, Caleb gets his beard shaved. He's already had his head shaved. So, fingers crossed, we don't get him. I don't want a beardless and a hairless Caleb. That's just wrong. I know from experience, having no hair and no beard, it's just, it's just, a, it's not a combo that you want. No. It's, it's awful, to be honest. It's like one of the thumb things from Spy Kids. <laughs> He'll be 
called Keel Thumb Valhalla. No, I don't know. Give a bit more time, I'll think of something funny. Hopefully, I won't need to. Uh, so, uh, got that. Hopefully, Caleb will win and, and Alan is, is battered. I've used battered quite a lot already with this. Maybe I've stopped hungry. I'm just thinking of like. Stop thinking of food to get on with it. <laughs> I always think of food. Uh, what else have we got then? So, we've got the Tri Counties Championship. We've got Mickey Vago, the Tri Counties Champion. He'll be defending against Zach Dynamite, the former Undisputed WrestleZone Champion. Come on, Vago. So we'll be, we'll be rooting for Vago, of course, because I hate Dynamite. I like, it's the weirdest thing. Zack Dynamite, I like him anywhere else. I like him any other time. But between the three hours of that show starting and that show ending, I hate him. Yeah. Just, I, I unimaginably hate him. He could, he could, yeah, I'm so glad to see him lose the title at uh, Christmas Chaos again. Getting smacked with the uh, Darkest Lariat. Slightly chopped because it was like thing that the last one does. Okay. Uh, it's award winning as well, you know. Okay. Apparently so. Um, so, with that, we'll, we'll, we're hoping Vago is going to win that. Uh, what else? I've forgotten those. We've got the championship, we'll just go for the dispute championship. Uh, don't think there's a name. I probably have forgotten a match. Um, we have the Undisputed Wrestling Championship. It's Astrid Faith defending. Yes, he's defending the title against. Uh, one of your favourites, the inspirational Ryan Riley. Okay. So that's 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 the bit of it. Okay. You like Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> thought it's you did. Been a while, I can't remember. Sorry. Thought you liked Ryan. Oh, sorry, Ryan. I, I thought that was. Oh, I do like Ryan. Sorry, it's just taking a minute. We're trying to remember like, which one Ryan was. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Headband. I do remember you now. Yeah. Yes. So, so yeah. Um, Sand through a smoothie. That's it. That's the one. For your happy birthday present. Yeah, I know. I know who you are now. So I'm sorry, Ryan. <laughs> I do love you. I do love you. So Ryan will be will be trying to defend the honor of Foundation of the Future after they lost the title. Sorry, sorry, Foundation of the Future. Losers of the future. Uh, after after <laughs> they all lost their titles at Christmas Chaos. And uh, if all goes well for them, they'll come out with two belts. They'll come out with the Tri Counties and then the Speed Wrestler Championship. Well, I, that would be a good way to lead into the Rumble, wouldn't it? It would. It would be, but I would also like them not to win. Yes. <laughs> so there's that as well. Uh, well, I, I was I was speaking to Kelly about my Rumble predictions, which will be inevitably wrong because they always are. Uh, and your track record precedes you. It really does. It's awful. It's terrible. But I have written down who I think is going to win. Um, I'll probably put up something closer to the time by five predictions because you know if there's 20 in there and I put out five predictions, well, one in four chance to be right. One in five. No, that's 20. I put out five people. One in four. Okay. I used to be 25 last year, maybe. But 20. One in four chance. It's like those odds. Uh, but that's it. We're going to head to Aberdeen in our car. Um, maybe I'll, I'll visit the train station, see what it looks like, because apparently that's that's where um, the Northeast fans belong. I would need to be in the train zone. Um, hope everyone's enjoyed our re least recent episode of Grado. That was a lot of fun to record. Uh, 45 minutes of, of I don't know what we spoke about. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I asked him how he balances work and everything, and, and 40 minutes later, I needed to go. So that was it. So enjoy it. Hopefully we'll do a part two sometime in 2025 uh, when I can actually pin him down for another, another chat. Uh, but the next bit will probably either be 
a bit in Aberdeen or, or that and we might do a, a show bit at the end so this will be a shorter episode as planned but you know I'll end up taking a million pictures and do like a 10 minute montage in between so uh, we'll, we'll see you later bye bye Aberdeen station we get our train cards here apparently This is a great bit for the audio content because I'm just like heavily breathing because I'm just on steps. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's enough proof to, to show that we took the car because we're definitely in the car. Yeah, but it doesn't actually look like we're just walking through the train station. Oh, I better stop it then. Welcome back to the SWM podcast. I hope you enjoyed that montage. I enjoyed making it. It wasn't wasn't one of my biggest ones, but considering in the Christmas carnage 
episode I made back in December, there was like five different montages, all three minutes long. I think I think we've, we've got a little bit of a good balance there. I was doing a three minute montage. So the show happened. I'm recording on the Tuesday afterwards. Um, I'm, I'm still planning to do some typing, typing. It depends what I forget to, to speak about in this current section, but we do have some questions that we can answer as well. But um, we'll go through the card, go through the results, because I had an absolute blast at WrestleZone Station Hotel Showdown. I'm so sorry for the Aberdeen Wankathong that, that is about to take place. Um, about that, about that whole thing. Uh, I don't know how much people listening will know about it, but we did our SWN year-end awards. Uh, there was a little bit of, of uh, just arseholeness uh, on Twitter about it because of who won. Um, I mean, really, all I can say about it is the votes came in, I counted them, I tallied them, I put them out. That's that's pretty much it. Uh, if if it's a case of a lot of our, our viewership, our listenership, our readership are from certain areas of Scotland, then that's just what happens. But when you look through the results, there's none, there's no, um, like, glaringly, like, oh my God, why did they win? Uh, I mean, for the for the wrestlers that won, they've been incredibly consistent and have deserved those awards, those plaudits uh, for the events that won. They were excellent events. They should have won. The ones to watch were brilliant as well. So I can't see how anyone really would have a problem with it uh, because, you know, it's a vote. Just, that's just what happens. We've been doing this since 2015. And this is the, I think this is the first year that it's properly been, been uh, there's been some like uh, dickishness about it. Uh, when it comes to the results itself. So, you know, it's just one of those things. We'll just move on and we'll do it next year. We'll do the SWN 100. We'll do that again, uh, which uh, that reminds me, I'm going to have to actually go and tally up December and January's stuff because I haven't done that yet because um, I don't want to leave it right to the last minute again like I did this year because I didn't know how to calculate it this year and uh, I was just like panicking doing 12 months of, of results in the space of like a week, uh, which I mean, there's loads of events. There's been too many, not too many, but there's been loads of events in that 12 months that to try to get results for tallying points and all that kind of shenanigans. Um, I, I've learned how to use Excel uh, almost okay-ishly. Uh, you know, a lot of made-up words in this podcast night. So the show itself, Wrestle, uh, WrestleZone's Station Hotel Showdown, I absolutely adored the show. When we we went to the Station Hotel, first time being at that venue, I missed it. Uh, last year was their debut at the event, and it was at the venue, and it was Battle of Nations. And, uh, of course, my son was born two weeks beforehand, so there was just no way I was getting to that show. Uh, there was just, that just was not happening. Uh, but I did actually look up train times on the, on the day of it, thinking, oh, I, could just, I could just get train zone card, I can go there, I can, I can go to the show, but... Uh, by that point, I think I'd had a collective, that two weeks collective four hours sleep. So I don't think it was happening. And even if I did go, I don't think I would see the end of the show. I'd be asleep. So it was just, it was just one of those things didn't go. So went to this year. It's just a great setup because it's right across the road from Union Square. So Union Square is the big shopping center, one of the big shopping centers in Aberdeen. They've got like the Trinity and the City Cliffs and all that kind of stuff. And uh, there's loads of parking like loads of parking there's the train station of course there's the bus station there as well so literally if you're wanting to get to this particular show there's there's so much so many modes of transport to get there uh, and it's literally across the road you just come out of union square um, go past the massive massive u that's in the front across the road there's a station hotel it's it's so easy to get to 
Um, what was weird about it was though was uh, it was it was lowering, and I've mentioned before in previous uh, podcasts. I think last time, I think last and possibly the first time I seen a lower ring was uh, was in the Inverurie show. It was the Inverurie show, and it, it's just weird. I don't like it. It's just it's just too low for me. But you know that's just that's just my my thing. But the guys that wrestled on the show tonight they made use of it very well. Uh, but I have seen lower rings being used and wrestlers just aren't quite used to it so when they're doing things like dives um, they kind of they hesitate or they slow down their landings to the point where it just look, doesn't look good uh, but these guys have, have clearly used that ring uh, enough times whether it's in training uh, or it shows that, that I don't, didn't notice it I didn't notice it being a factor uh, with the lower ring um, especially well considering in Inverurie when I, I saw it last time um, guys like like Reece Dawkins and Bruiser Brad Evans just just deck themselves on it they they missed it or they they tripped over it or or what have you so that everyone nobody had a, one of those moments on this particular show um also while we were in aberdeen um we we uh, found out that captain al sterling and dino uh, of the outfit were no longer able to attend the show they were told for whatever reason i don't know speculation would say covid but i have no idea there was an explanation on the show uh, provided by Murphy, so I'll get to that when I get to his match. So there was a a, a, a route around, a changeover, a change of, of matches, and to be honest, and I feel so bad saying this, because I love Captain Allen, and, and Dino's great as well, it made the show better. It actually made the show better as a, as a, a collective event, and I'll tell you when I get when, when I go through. Uh, so the VIP ticket holders match was supposed to be Ronan King versus Chris Archer versus Conor Malloy. It uh, became a singles match. It was Ronan King versus Chris Archer. Uh, which it was a really hot crowd. Everyone was just really happy to be uh, seeing some wrestling. First time some of them were seeing wrestling that particular year, or oh, that particular uh, well, this year at all. They were the first time they were seeing some wrestling, me included. Uh, first time I was going to a show anyway. Um, and it was just Ronan King, man. I just I'm gonna gonna say so many good things about this guy, and he's just incredible. Chris Archer is a really good wrestler. You, you don't often get a bad match out of Chris Archer. He's he's uh, incredibly solid. Um, sometimes his car he, he doesn't really uh, exude a character. He's not really kind of a big big character kind of kind of guy. But his in ring work, there's always something to enjoy, and he always does something really cool. Um, whether it's a, he does a great moonsault, he does a great elbow drop. He's just a, just a really uh, solid hand. That's what he is. He's just a great hand in the ring, and he's been. He's been in these uh, VIP matches for the last wee while, and he's been uh, wrestling like the younger guys, like your Tommy Raidens, uh, even even guys that are a bit more experienced but still on the young side, like Omar Mohammed, wrestling him, and and uh, Ronan King uh, is just he's your he's your next he's your next guy. He really is. He's your next guy because he's just got everything. He's he's work. He's got the character. He's got the physique. He's got the in ring uh, portion of it. He's got the confidence. He's got. The, he's just a great, he's just fantastic, and I'm so lucky that we have him up in the northeast. Um, again, this is terrible because he's going to take, he's going to clip all this, these little bits or quote these little bits, and and, and just be an absolute dick on on uh, on Twitter about it, and just um, just go told you so, and and I'm the best, and he's going to draw the ire of of other wrestlers. But he, he is just really good. He's just fantastic. He's he, he won our one to watch this year, uh, the male category of, of, of the rest of the year end awards. I, I can't deny him as number one. He, he was just, had a phenomenal 2022. 
um, which was his first full year. He debuted at the end of 2021, and he's he's put in so many great performances uh, with his matches with Mickey Vago, um, his his match with Grado as well. He's he's just a great wrestler. It's, it's just it's, it's unbelievable. He should be that good. Um, not the first time I'm going to speak about Ronan tonight, though, uh, on the show. So on the show itself, though, the the VIP pre-show, uh, Ronan King defeated Chris Archer. Uh, it was again another quite convincing win for for Ronan King, and, and Archer was was kind of just kind of a little bit dejected. The rejected was dejected, uh, but there was just something about him that just was off. And I, I did say I said it to to Kelly that there was something off about Chris Archer, and but. I'd spent the last six months saying that he was going to turn on uh, Mickey Vigil. So I was, I was, I was always in the conspiracy that there was always something off with Chris Archer. Uh, but did he? We'll find out soon. Uh, so great, great opening match, uh, great VIP match, I should say, um, on the show. Again, it was kind of a last minute thing. It should be a triple threat, became a, a singles match. And I think the match is better for it. I think that one on one thing really helped. Um, show off Ronan King a bit more and it gave Archer a really good good match uh, out of him as well. Again, saw something I, I've I worried about whenever I see a Chris Archer match. I'm not worried about it being a bad match. It's always going to be pretty entertaining. Uh, even if he even with matches I'm not a big fan of, like uh Arnianaki when he was looking at Crowbar. Wasn't my favourite match of the show, but could deny Archer put on put it as much as he could. He gave it as much as he possibly could to entertain people. So um there was that um yeah so when initially when i went to the show i was going to get some new merch however uh Aspen didn't have Aspen faith didn't have his card well emerson jane at the merch stand didn't have a card machine but Aspen did so i'd have to get it at interval but i did get i did get a new bit of merch it is the new Aspen faith t-shirt i will just stand up and hopefully not break anything like i have previously i've done this looking good Aspen faith first ever wrestle grand slam champion it's a snaz- it's, it, you know what? It takes takes a lot to pull off uh, pink and white tie dye. It really does. And uh, apparently, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking okay. Um, I love uh, great t-shirts. Great, um, great wrestling t-shirts uh, with that aren't black. I'm trying to move into a bit more color this year with my t-shirts because uh, because I have so many black t-shirts. Um, so I try to kind of mix it up. I've got a Grant McIver red. Still do the wrestling t-shirt. I've got. Uh, some old Aberdeen Anarchy t-shirts that are purple and things like that. So I'm just trying to trying to get a little bit of colour in my life in 2023 um, and not wear black. Also, because if I wear black and someone throws up on me, uh, it's a bit more noticeable. Milk stains are a bit more noticeable in black t-shirts, apparently. Uh, also at the show, also at the merch stand, if you if you went and you were accosted by Aspen or Emerson Jane, you got one of these bad boys. A little uh, colouring in Lost by Aspen. Apparently, if you colour it in and you put your name and age on it and take it back for Regal Rumble, you may win a prize. So I will be, uh, yeah, I'll be doing that probably. I have no idea what what colours to do though. So um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I have an idea, but I don't think I'll do it because that would be silly. And uh, the joke will be dead by then, by the time that March rolls around for for the Regal Rumble. Uh, but you know, I can't I think of something. I think of something. So that was it. That was the VIP pre-show. Loved it. Excellent match. Uh, really great match. Really king. Be, be victorious and just be an absolute bastard in the process. Um, there's just something. He's just he hits all the nerves for people. He he just again. I'll get on to a little bit more about that. But he just 
he uses uh, phrases and words and it's like arrogance of youth and and all that kind of thing. He'll just say things and and people just be like, oh, he probably shouldn't have said that. At least he didn't swear this time though. Um, so the opening match, the actual show itself, was Caleb Valhalla against uh, uh, supposed to be supposed to be Captain Alan Sterling. So this was the first, this is the second match that had to change because of uh, whatever Captain Alan was doing. This feud is just cursed. I I don't know I don't know what what the conclusion will have to be, and I think it, in my head I think it has to end at the Rumble. Uh, maybe maybe yeah, I think it has to end at the Rumble when when this whole thing started because this. this Feud just seems to be cursed. Whenever there seems to be a conclusion, it's either um someone can't appear at the show, um, or it's like just slightly it, it's it's a victim of circumstance on the show, like it was Christmas Chaos, uh, where it just didn't hit the heights it could have because it was so many matches around about it. There was an emotional thing of Scott Swift, and then of course the main event as well. So it was kind of put in a, a really hard position um to to get the crowd invested. Um, yeah, it's just, a, it's just, it seems to be cursed, like, much like uh, Sean Johnson, Brian Tucker was. I, I, I want to see it, but I think it may need to end at the next, either at, uh, I don't think it'll end at Ellen, because that doesn't make sense uh, for, for this big feud to end um, on on what is relegated as a, as a B show, um, which you should still go to. I can't go to Ellen, but, but uh, you should still go to it if you can. Um, but it should it probably should end at the Regal Rumble maybe. Uh just have have uh well my head I want Caleb to win the Rumble. I'll get into that a bit more when I've got the questions from Callum uh, to answer. Um but I'll get into that a little bit in a little bit. So this is the first time seeing Caleb in in human form. Uh, in with his bald head anyway. Uh, which is a good look, you know, bald head, beard. Excellent, you can't go wrong. Um and you know what? He looks badass. He, he does look badass. Uh, the, the thought of him possibly having to lose his beard in the original stipulation would have been absolutely awful because you know, I know from experience that you turn into an egg, or in my case, I turned into a thumb uh, when I shaved my uh, beard and had my hair cut. It was just not. It was not a good look for anyone. It was not. Good, it was not look good. It doesn't look good for many people. You have to have a proper good jawline uh, to do it, and I don't know if Caleb's in his jawline in quite a number of years, so we're, we're not sure how it would look look in uh, in the light of day. So he he got the microphone. He said that uh, he's looking for an opponent. So stepped up, and out came Connor Malloy. I was like, "Wow, this could be quite good." Uh, last time Connor and Caleb faced off, it was in a handicap match, and Caleb kind of ragdolled Connor quite a bit. That was oh, when was that? Was that Summer Hill? Summer Hill Showdown last year, so January last year, so quite a year since then. And and this match was incredible. It was just amazing it was i've said it i said it in in um on a tweet today when when connor put out a, a little video of him doing a slice bread number two on the outside and uh, with with caleb um hitting the ground hitting hitting back first on the on a car or a wooden wooden with a thin carpet floor that this match was last minute but stole the show because i i i would say it would probably be match of the night personally i think it was it was the best match as a match itself um, with with there wasn't a proper story coming into it. The story was Connor stepped up, and last time Connor did that, it was like it was against Crusher, and we know how that ended. Um, well, us nerds do. We know how that ended. It ended with with Connor um, getting a win and then becoming a team with with Crusher and becoming tag team champions. So to see them to see this match was just so good. It was just they they like um, Caleb 
did all these big muscle man, big cool things. He threw him about. He, he did all that kind of stuff, big hard forearms, um, and all that, all that jazz. And Connor fought back. He kept fighting back. He had the, the high flying stuff. He had the kicks. He had the, um, the dives. He, like I say, using that smaller, smaller platform, the lower ring. Um, he was still able to pull off some really cool maneuvers. He was able to to use his environment really well, and it was such a hot match that folk were biting for everything because because there was no there was no stakes. So it was a case of of Connor could have beaten Caleb in that particular match. It it would have it would have been amazing, but Caleb could have won as well. It would be just as incredible to watch. It was just two good guys battering each other, and. Uh, yeah, it was it was a great match. I like I say possibly match tonight for me personally. Um and I want to see I want to see what Connor does next. I think Connor needs to get really get into I hope when Connor gets into some sort of title contention. Um I'll get onto again a lot of messed by things I say it now I'll get onto it a little bit. Hopefully I do. Hopefully I remember. I'm not gonna write it down uh, later for a thoughts on Nestle Zone Station Hill Ho- Station Hotel showdown. Um but no, fantastic. Um, echoing Adam's thoughts, it was um, still invested in Caleb versus Allen. Uh, this match was probably better than as as a wrestling match. It was, a better, it was better than we could have got between Caleb and Allen. Um, what? Yeah. So I, I, I would see. I would see his play back. Maybe with a little bit of a story behind it. Maybe maybe if one of them wins the title belt, a little bit of title stakes in there. I think that would be quite cool as well. Um, the next match. It was uh, the handicap match. It was Brian Tucker and Reese Dawkins versus Omar Mohammed. And I had I hadn't said um when we were in the VIP getting ready for the first match of the show, it was the for the VIP uh ticket holder match. Uh, it was on there. Um quite before not long before the match uh, the show started, uh Scotty Swift arrived. Of course Scotty Swift who who lost a loser leaves wrestle zone match on in Christmas Chaos. Uh, he was there as a fan. He he had his his. It was it was just weird seeing him in in like human gear, <laughs> like not as a wrestler. Um, it was he, but he was there. He was in the crowd. He was he was at the, uh, um, was it the hard times farm side or he, he was there anyway. Um, no, he was he was behind the hard cam because uh, it would have faced the entrance way. Hard cam. Who am I? I'm not Meltzer. Uh, so yeah, we had that. Um, he arrived and of course he he was. Leading the charge with, with cheering for Omar Mohammed, he he gave him a hug before the the first match. And um, Brian Tucker and Reese Dawkins, they have they have I don't know how they've done this, but Brian Tucker at this time last year, I had little to no interest in Brian Tucker. I think he had a match with Alex Webb at, that, at Summerhill Showdown, so I was like, ah, it's, it's Brian Tucker. I'm starting to I was, I was starting to get the delusional thing of Brian Tucker. I was starting to kind of get it and he was almost like the gatekeeper of, of WrestleZone but not with it with so many words. And I was I was just oh, when when he entered to their their song they put out at Christmas Bye Bye Scotty to the, the tune of, of basically rollers I, uh, it was just the crowd just hated him. And again I'm gonna use uh, Kelly's experiences here because she's not, she hadn't really kept up with what's happening. She was kind of going off what I was saying, so she hadn't seen this video. I'm, I don't think, but when it started, she looked at me and went, "Oh, how dare he!" She was even like, 
oh, Brian Tucker's an arsehole for this. He's, he's just he's the worst for coming out to that bye bye Scotty song. And you know what? It's a you know what's annoying. It's bloody catchy. It's the worst thing in the world. Is that it's so catchy that I feel bad about just sitting there just in the dishes, washing Jack's bottles, and going bye bye Scotty, Scotty bye. Um, I, I feel awful, but it's so catchy. It's ridiculous. I'm hope I'm, I'm they keep threatening an album. I want I want to. I want to see it. I want to hear this this album. Um, I don't know. I don't know if, if he's got other songs in the back of his head. Uh, if he's got something that I am not a Wally, maybe something like that. Um, but I want. It, I want to see it. I want to hear it. I want. It, I want it all. I want it now. So the great thing about this, again, I'm, I'm echoing some of Adam's statements here in his review they put out, which is amazing, by the way. He put out. He wrote it like hours after the show. He did it while watching the Raw Rumble, and then put out the, the on the Sunday. Um, which was amazing. I can't. Uh, uh, Adam's great. He's, I'm so lucky to have him on the site, um, doing doing the WrestleZone stuff. Um, and I've I've also had I've had a really spate of good writers come in recently. I've had uh, uh, Daniel Micah uh, doing Combat League and Fair City, and I've got uh, Gary McPherson as well doing uh, just uh, Reckless Intent and Discovery Wrestling. So I've been very lucky recently. With when it comes to adding writers to the site, and I've also, I've also got, always got Wesley in the back in the in the wings, doing some some FPWA stuff and and what have you. It, it's yeah, I'm very lucky to have so many great writers on the site. Um, but no, I, I loved it that Tucker Dawkins they, they're only bonded by their dislike for Scotty Swift and for Omar and, and in turn Omar Mohammed because they're not a great team. They kept missing tags. They kept getting um just getting things wrong. And the but the bit that I loved the most was. There were so many, so many little silly moments, but um, it was it was Brian Tucker suggesting to Reese Dawkins to do poetry motion. So we know the move; it's, it's the Hardy Boys poetry motion, and Reese Dawkins shouted, "Oh, I love poetry! Love it! That's the the best thing!" And it just it just made their character so. Uh, it, it just made their character three dimensional. That they they're so um, he's so deluded with this poetry and, and all the Shakespearean stuff and all this like, classics and all that kind of thing. That his thought of poetry emotion wasn't the wrestler move; it was literally poetry. And oh, it's just, it's just ace. It's just brilliant. I love, I bloody love wrestling. I do, bloody love it. Um, Omar was just incredible as well. Uh, the fact that he didn't get anything in our awards or even the top three of, of like ones to watch was was honestly for me was shocking. I think he, he should have been um, nipping somewhere he should have been in in some contendership some some match somewhere some uh some award anyway because he was so good in this match he, was, he has such a consistent 2022 as well uh but the the raw emotion of omar um i was looking to to meet wrestle talk uh wrestle talk uh Muhammad, of course uh who looks suspiciously suspiciously like uh pete Muhammad from family fortunes uh to see uh them Offered their support for for Omar was so cool. It was it's so natural and so uh, there's there's no there's no fakeness about it. There, there's not like they're not there just going, oh, oh Omar's doing some of the wrestling. I'll come and support him. No, they're vested in it. They're so into the wrestling and to to see that along with the emotion that Omar was putting out because for him this was a this is a this is a blood feud. This was this was redemption for Scotty Swift. This was for um, fighting for his friend. Uh, fighting for just everything, and you felt that in everything that he did. He, he, uh, 
there was just such an attention to everything that he did and the eye his eyes were like full of fire and it was just beautiful it was a beautiful match itself um we got to see the big kachowski as well submission from um omar unfortunately after a little bit of distraction uh reese uh, used his fifth act uh cobra cut uh leg sweep and that was all she wrote but it, it was the aftermath as well that added to this uh they had um, tucker confront swift who was who was in the crowd uh swift got got heated uh, this, this whole thing got a little bit raised tucker pushed uh swift you know you push up you push a fan that's what he was there to be he was there to be a fan and scotty took off his his ghostbusters uh like uh, heisman jacket whatever it is and uh revealed uh where's where's wally t-shirt with with brian tucker's face on it and it was just it was ace i love that t-shirt i want that t-shirt because it was striped and everything and I, I said i'm after colored t-shirts this year colorful t-shirts um so yeah it was such a reaction uh that then people grabbed grabbed scotty grabbed tucker separated them reese dawkins didn't hang about he has no loyalty to brian tucker he he, he left he didn't even stick around to help tucker or separate them he just he just picked up his book and just left which which adds to the mate this the silliness of this tandem that they're there purely um to to antagonize swift and muhammad they're not there as a as a unit or as friends um they've just kind of ended up stuck together um under circumstance which uh, makes it even more hilarious um i didn't know how this was going to go but i think think omar and just all three all four as well with sky uh they made this a really important moment in red wrestle zone made it a really important moment of the show as well and they caught the emotion just right as in if if it was over emotional it would have ruined the next match i think because people would have been like oh, so dejected like it was not saying it ruined it but like it was at christmas chaos i don't think i don't think they realized how important scotty swift was to a lot of fans at Christmas Chaos. So once once Scotty lost and we had that moment of him um getting on the microphone and the place just went silent. There was just uh people were just gutted to see Scotty Swift lose. Um it 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 hurt the next match, it hurt the, the Caleb Allen match as well. Um but this time they caught the emotion just right where it was we were all we were just excited or hyped to see what was going to happen next and see where the story's going to go. I've got a million different um, ideas where this is going to go. Uh, I have an idea. I might, might, might share you share with you my my terribly predicted Abdi card that I've got kind of whirl, whirling around in my head. I'll make sure that if I've got a little bit of time, uh, and I'm not like talking your ear off here because I'm very aware this is going to be like an hour of me just speaking, just speaking myself, and you're listening to it, and I thank you for that. Um. So we move on to the next one, the first half main event. We had the Tag Team Championships. It was Fair City Saints. It was supposed to be against the outfit, Murphy and Dino, uh, but Dino uh, could not could not make it to the show. Um, Murphy came out and he cut a promo about the circum- the situation. He, he got a bit too shouty for me. I didn't quite uh, understand what he said, but from what I gather, uh, Dino and Captain Allen went to, went to Scandinavia uh, to find Vikings and that's, that's all I really got from it. But, you know, it, it at least added some story to proceedings. Uh, so he, he introduced his, his new tag team partner, 
uh, for the evening, and it was Ronan King. And he, he came out in, uh, now I know how this feels, Ronan, because at Christmas, at uh, Halloween hijinks, I, I went in a, in, a, in a ladies' leather jacket as part of my Mickey Vago ensemble. And he came out with, I was, I would only assuming it's Emerson Jane's leather jacket. Um, but it was, it was really small on him and it was so tight and it was just, it was like a crop leather jacket. And he just, he just he's, he's so good. It's so annoyingly good. <laughs> he just, he just, uh, he came out, he started out, he's got these, these glasses that have the graphics on it. In the, in the first match, it is, in the pre-show match, it said one to watch. Love you. Uh, love you, Ronan. And this one, it was, um, I can't remember, it was a tag team drip or outfit drip or something like that. So, so, yeah, like that. Um, got on, got on the turnbuckle, Murphy looking furious at this whole situation that's unfolded because he's just, he's just annoyed by Ronan. And, uh, and Ronan got up on the, on the second turnbuckle to do some, yeah, and hit his head off the roof. And everyone just laughed. The boy gets it. The boy gets wrestling. And he's like 19, and I, I don't like how good he is at 19, and I'm terrified how good he's going to get uh, when he's my age, when he's 32, and he's got over 10 years under his belt, and he's he's just possibly the greatest wrestler of all time. Um, I love the Fair City Saints; they're a great team. They're really just really cohesive. I love them as a, as a team in general. Uh, we've got Ronan was trying to. Murphy do, do tag team moves and they were just not on the same page and I know we had the same like that kind of thing happen with Omar and uh, sorry with Dawkins and Tucker that that not same page thing but because Ronan and Murphy have such polar opposite characters it just made for something even better it just made it so hilarious seeing them uh try to do it Ronan King shouting to do Canadian Destroyers and, and all that kind of thing and we got Canadian Destroyers somehow <laughs> We got uh, Alex Webb doing a Canadian Destroyer to, to Ronan. Um, we've got Ronan doing a Canadian Destroyer as well. I think it was, I think it was Ronan. But yeah, we've got Canadian Destroyers going on. Um, we had this really cool step up uh, dive from Ronan as well. Um, it's, uh, Murphy was on the apron, but he was like hunched over. Uh, and uh, Ronan ran, up, ran across the apron, jumped onto Murphy's back, and then jumped onto the, the Fair City Saints, which was just it was so cool um yeah it was just it was another really cool match like it was just seeing seeing all these kind of um stuff you wouldn't see on a show if this was the 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 arranged match outfit versus versus uh fair city saints we'd have seen things like these silly things like canadian destroyers and and silly dives and silly silly moments and and it was it was just so good it was such a good match um, it was just beautiful. Another great match to to kick. So that's that's what's that four matches so far, and I've loved all of them for for different reasons, just for little moments and, and little things like that. But Ronan King, uh, in this first half of the show, two matches, two amazing performances, uh, and I'm sorry, I'm so sorry to everyone listening, but this seems to be the instead of instead of calling it Station Hotel Showdown, just call it uh, Ronan King is really good at wrestling. Uh, Soz for for informing you of it repeatedly. Uh, I'm going to take a little bit of a break. Someone's woke up, so I'm going to go and, uh, go and, uh, and uh, put back to sleep. And uh, I'll be back for the second half of the show and with your questions as well. So I'll be back in a moment. 
and we're back for this for the second half of the show and hopefully the questions uh Alexa so wakes up in the meantime uh yes so second half of the show first half amazing great show uh absolutely fantastic every match uh was just incredible it was great great show i uh, got my aspen t-shirt at the interval got a picture with the with the man himself which will probably be used to break up these two halves of the show uh, these two thirds i suppose of the show uh so i've got a picture with with aspen i've got kelly got a picture with caleb valhalla uh so she's happy she was she was happy with that which is always good and i got to take a picture and it was finally a picture that didn't blur which you know it's quite rare when i take pictures of uh people with wrestlers uh it's it's something it's just sometimes not it's not good. Uh, we got so let's kick off the second half. We got the wrestlers on try try couch championship. We got uh, Mickey Vigo defending against Zach Dynamite, and uh, Archer came out with Vigo. And again, I said earlier in the show, I was like, "There's something off about Archer. Something off about Archer tonight." And uh, I just couldn't put my finger on it. Of course, I'm a conspiracy theorist, so it couldn't be anything. I was like, "Ah, this, could this be the night? Maybe not. Maybe not tonight. It'll be maybe a little bit later on." Uh, no, tonight. Tonight was the night. Uh, so, this match was a little bit of a slower-paced one. The first half show for matches were just all fast-paced and lots of happenings, a lot of action. Uh, but the but Dynamite and Vago, they just they created a little bit of a little bit of masterpiece, a little bit of uh, magic on the canvas where they they took us on a little bit of a journey. Uh, we had uh, with Vago and Dynamite just kind of just uh, urging each other on to just smack each other harder or um, just leather each other even even more. And it was just more of a a case of just two guys. Agony guys just just absolutely smacking the living shit out of each other. Um, so yeah, that's what was happening. We, we had um, close calls for both. We had Dynamite could be three time wrestling Tri-Catch champion. We had Vigo could re- be retaining, and back and forth they went. And uh, towards the end, Vigo tried to use his his mist again. I don't I don't know if I actually missed. Uh, there we go. Clear all words. But referee caught it. The new this new guy, new referee. Um, was distracted. Goes, ah, my eyes, and all that kind of stuff. Um, Bruiser Brad came out. Bruiser Brad Evans came out uh, right about the start of the match, and he was he was uh, looking to interfere. Archer came in with a chain in hand, and, and uh, Brad asked maybe the poss- worst possible question for Vigo. Asked Archer, "What are you going to do?" And Archer just popped Vigo in the face with the chain. Took off his his cut, his rejected cut, put it on Vigo's body and left. Oh, this sound! Right, they put the video on YouTube, so go check it out the sound when it happened. It was everyone was like, "Oh, oh my god!" Uh, but there was a little like gruff voice in the bug stack that you can hear that shouts, "Yes, that is my voice," because I've been calling for this for six months that this was going to happen, and I was wrong. For six months until Saturday, that it was going to happen, that Archer would turn on Mickey Vago and we'd get some sort of of maybe uh, something in the future between the two of them. I've got ideas for for it, but yeah. So when it happened, I was like, oh "My God, yes!" No, oh no, oh boo, boo! This is bad. It was, it was uh, the match itself was really good. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't like your, as it wasn't like full of your big big moments. I uh, wasn't full of your your Canadian destroyers or your big doodles and all that kind of stuff, which I love. I love um, a lot of the time. But this was just a good quality wrestling match uh, with two guys just like I said, battering lumps out of each other. And uh, there was also there was a, a skull crushing finale on the apron, uh, which looked nasty. 
uh, right in front of me as well um, that, that happened. So there was just a lot of good stuff in this match. Uh, but the the match itself, it was, it was a bit of a slower pace and all that kind of stuff, but it was all about that moment of Archer coming into the ring, being asked what's, what he's going to do, and then just laying out uh, Mickey Vago and costing him the Tri-Kai's Championship. So we've got Zack Dynamite, a month removed, um, just about two months removed from losing the Undisputed Wrestling Championship. He is now the first three-time WrestleZone Tri-County champion and uh, big moment to kick off the year for WrestleZone. And that's what WrestleZone do very well. And that is, is have these moments that you don't forget after a show. And uh, they just emotionally cripple you at the same time. Um, after that, after all that kind of things with, with Bruiser Brad coming out, he says started back out for his match with Tommy Raiden. Not, not a lot to speak about in this particular match. And Raiden showed a lot of fire, a lot of character uh, as well. People get really get behind him because Bruiser Brad has done such a good job since the restart of WrestleZone after the pandemic of just being a big, nasty bastard. And because of that, folks just want to see him, see him get, get taken down somehow. And not. I don't think anyone on the roster has done that really yet. Uh, not properly anyway. I mean, they, they won the tag titles and lost them to the Fair City Saints, of course. But nobody's really squared up to Brad yet and uh, I think it, it, to see someone like Tommy Raiden who's a lot smaller uh, attempt it, of course it, it's not impossible Connor and Crusher of course being an example of when uh, David beats Goliath but this was not, this was your look, this is your come down after the big moment um, this was your little like like uh, just, just a little bit of like a palate cleanser we'll call that uh, we've got Bruiser Brad using a Gotch-style pile driver to finish off uh, Tommy Raiden, and just, just yeah, I thought we may have seen a murder, and uh, you know, wasn't far off because he just he, he leathered that boy, he leathered Tommy Raiden um, in and about that whole whole match, whatever, however long it was. But uh, Raiden showed play of fight. I think think that's you know add a lot to to um, his reactions going forward. He was able to, he was he was just on, he was trying to get fired up, but. Was getting pushed back by the much larger Bruiser Brad Evans, uh, so that's uh, it's not a knock on the match itself. It was it was it sh- it did what it should have, uh, which was make Bruiser Brad look like an absolute beast and made Tommy Raiden look like a really uh, plucky underdog and tried his best to to uh, to win. So it was a great match, great great little match. Um, I would so I wouldn't it was not the best match of the show, but it was perfect for what it needed to be. I'll say that that's variety shows shows are variety that's what that's what needs to be um speaking of that yeah i think that's that was kind of kelly had one criticism of the show is, is she needed she needed a comedy match for her that was her kind of feelings and she went with alan not on the show that was what that was our only thing that she was critical about was that that she needed that levity she needed that comedy and ronan king provided a lot of it but she needed a, an, like a proper Captain Alan Sterling match, just 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 that little bit of levity to for for her. But I said she she enjoyed the show, but that that was like her only one criticism was she would have liked to have a Captain Alan match, and you know circumstances meant they couldn't be, so she understood that. But she she needed that levity on the show. It's a Friday show at the end of the day. Um, yeah. So before the main event with the raffle, of course, which Kaylee of K K Wrestle Factory lost again. Uh, she did not win the raffle, uh, unfortunately, but it was drawn by former Undisputed Wrestling Champion Damien, a former uh, uh, tag team champion, etc., etc. 
so Damien drew the raffle and there was some some bits of banter uh, and all that kind of stuff a nice little back and forth with Martin and Damien uh, about that and then Ronan King appeared for the third time VIP people paid for one ticket and they got three Ronan King uh, segments and moments of match in, 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 in general lucky people uh, so we got we got Ronan um, in a very fetching uh, bejeweled shirt uh, black and sparkly you know with a cut off uh, cardigan turtleneck kind of thing which again takes a brave man to pull off and, and zebra print shorts um, I don't know fashion I'll leave that there uh, so yeah so Ronan just basically said Damien Damien was was done he used to go away he's old go away you're old etc worse to that effect uh Damien took exception really kicked him in the leg with his injured hamstring and that was that was it Damien was was like well, we'll be cleared to wrestle soon and and uh Ronan will, will get his comeuppance I can't wait I can't wait for that I think that's that's a really big match for Ronan I know he's had the match with Grado he's had uh matches with Scotty Swift, he's had these matches with, with Mickey Vago and, and Chris Archer of course, but I think I think having a match with Damien is gonna just just push that a little bit further, possibly even to, in some title contention somewhere down the line. I think I think that match with Damien's gonna be very important to Ronin King. Um with and I think it'll be, it should be anarchy. I think that's an Aberdeen anarchy worthy match. Uh, but we'll we'll see what happens between now and, and then. But I think that gives it plenty of time for Damien to recover from his his, his torn hamstring. Gives plenty of time for to build a, a really nice story. It gives plenty of time for Ronan to antagonise everyone possible. Um, I've got a feeling that uh, he might he might break some records in the Regal Rumble, uh, whether they're good or bad, I couldn't say. I think he's gonna he's gonna have a showing there anyway, and will lead to Arvidarki, and we'll see some Ronan Damien. I think I, if that's the case. Can't wait. Whatever the story is, though, I'm sure I'm going to be invested in it any, either way. Um, and that led us to the main event. We've got Undisputed WrestleZone Championship. We've got Aspen Faith against Ryan Riley, who had Bruiser Brad in his corner. Uh, of course, Aspen Faith, who has just come off a hot weekend of winning Wrestler of the Year, Move of the Year, uh, part of Match of the Year, part of Feud of the Year. Um, he, he won our SWN Monthly Poll Wrestler of the Year as well. Uh, yeah, he, he's won quite a lot. Uh, when it comes to our year-end awards, you know, um, uh, unfortunately, like I say, already Wagathon. That's what the, I think that's what it was quoted to be called. Uh, but rough, it was it was purely deserved. Um, personally, of course, I'm I am biased, but I didn't vote my my own year-end awards because I thought that's a bit weird if I do that because there's some sort of bias on there. If I do that, I just count the votes, guys. I just count the votes. Um, this was just two dudes. Two big dudes slapping the absolute shit out of each other. And that's what Ryan Riley promised in the lead up to the show. And that is what they delivered. <laughs> they just delivered two big guys just smacking each other. They just uh, leather with chops, uh, big forearms. Uh, they just just leathered, yeah, that's it, leathered each other for, for 10, 15 minutes. And uh, uh, Brad didn't, wasn't there for long, but to be honest, we got, we got three lot. We got, well, we got three lots of Brad Evans as well, you know. We, we were spoiled on this show. We got three lots of Ronan King, and we got three lots of of Brad Evans, you know. I mean, chalk and cheese when it comes to um, the their physiques and physicalities, but you know, yes, yes, it's, it's getting spread there. Uh, 
Uh, so yeah, so big, big uh, chops, big uh, clotheslines, lariats, everything you could want with uh, two meaty men slapping meat. That's pretty much what we got as the first defense for Aspen Faith with Undisputed Wrestling Championship. Uh, eventually, Aspen won with the Darkest Lariat and then a Jade Driller. Um, apparently, I, I had to go and check. It was called a Jade Driller. Thank you to Adam. I, I'm not, I'm not a guy who watched the Briscoes, so I wasn't sure. Uh, but th- thankfully, um, people have told me that it's a Jade Driller, um, the uh, double arm pile driver, um, and it was just a really, yeah, really, really good start, really great start to his reign, uh, to Aspen's reign, um, just coming in for just, just uh, and it, it was set apart from the rest of the show. Uh, like I said, we had a lot of fast-paced matches in, in the first half. Um, we had the kind of slowed down, um, like build-up story of of the Trikeouts match. We had the the quote-unquote squash uh, from Evans and and Raiden, and then we had this kind of big big match feel of two big guys just leathering each other in the main event over the biggest title, the the most important title in the company, and they were just throwing uh, hands and just making. Um, just, just making it feel like a main event and making it feel like, like it was just two guys that, that needed to win, and it was just yeah, it was what it was, it was great. It was a great main event. Um, so yeah, it was just if if people are uh, are resetting for the year and they're they're going into January thinking, oh, what am I going to do this year? What what are we going to do? What are we going to do different? Um, try wrestling. We'll, we'll just do the wrestling. It's a station hotel. We'll be we're not ready for the day. We'll go to Nando's. We'll go to Pizza Hut. We'll we'll go Wagamama. We'll go and uh, get some Krispy Kreme donuts and just go across the road to the wrestling and see what it's all about. And they get that show. You, it's the best money you've probably spent that day. Um, although I mean, if you got cheesy bites from Pizza Hut, it runs close, but it's probably still the best money that you spent all day because there was the again the, the crowd uh, in Grado. In a recent chat with Grado, of course, in the podcast, uh, who if you haven't listened to my chat with Grado yet, please go do do so because you know it's probably the biggest guest I've had on the show so far. Uh, he, he was he loves coming up to WrestleZone. He said himself that they just the fans understand the stories, they get involved with the stories, and they just embrace the stories as well. And that's what WrestleZone do so well. It's the their shows. There's promotions out there, and they're great shows, great matches, great promotions, uh, but not many. Not saying all. I'm not saying none. Um, not many have that through line of story, where everyone kind of has a story as well. I mean, they'll have shows that run once a month, and they'll have, um, maybe one story running through it. Maybe their heavyweight title story. They'll do that. Uh, maybe they'll have um, two stories. They'll have their two titles. They've got a story running through it. Uh, whereas it seems to WrestleZone are one of uh, the companies that have this ongoing story for everyone like they've got the foundation of the future have all got um, something going on they've, they've all they're all looking after each other or they've got um everything kind of bleeds into another story and it's just it's just so entertaining to watch and like i mean i've used the phrase many times i'm, I'm starting to sound really bitter when i say it but um even though it does turn into an Aberdeen wagathon when i'm doing reviews of that it's because i feel i, I feel the emotions that these shows and watching them on youtube I enjoy shows. I enjoy watching wrestling on YouTube. It's great. And some shows um, are, I I, I uh, attach myself more than others. Um, I find I really attach myself to like discovery shows. I think that they just hit my hit my kind of mark most of the time. Um, 
and some don't. Some just um, I enjoy the the content and I get why I should be enjoying it. But without being in the crowd and getting being surrounded by people that are showing that emotion, that are that are roaring with it, that are that are in the room, um, it just it just makes it just makes it feel different. And that's why I I I wish I could go to more wrestling. Um, sure, I, I end up going to shows that are within a fifty mile radius. That's just how it works. Um, of course, just between uh, financials and and you know real life stuff. Um, I would love to go to more wrestling and see more shows, but you know that just doesn't happen. Um, and it does affect what I put out as content because uh, if I go to a wrestling show, if I go to a live wrestling show, um, the emotions of the show and of the of seeing it actually happen, seeing the, hearing the sound of the mat, walking past the ring and seeing the sweat on the floor and, and see that kind of stuff, it all adds to the show. It all adds to the experience as well. Um, I have no point to that, the statement that I've just started making. Uh, what I will say is, though, if you haven't gone to a wrestling show yet, go to one. Just go to a wrestling show. Um, I, I would, I mean, I'm not saying go to any wrestling show. There's some really shite ones out there. But generally, if they're featured on our site, I will say, if they're featured on our site, not to, not to like, toot our own hard gear, they're pretty good. They're going to be pretty good. Um, there's some that we don't feature that probably do a good show. Uh, but we just, for reasons, we'll just, I wouldn't recommend them, but, you know, check our feature promotions to the site, and uh, that's, a, that's a good place to start. Anyway, it's a good place to start. If you're looking to go to a show, got a calendar and everything, uh, you can go check it out, and uh, go just, yeah, go find some wrestling. Go bloody enjoy it as well. Alright, let's go answer some questions then, because I've probably been talking for like two hours, it feels like, at this point. Uh, we've got loads from Callum, so thank you very much. We did um, answer one in the first 10 minutes bit with when I was in the car, when I was in a car uh, from Erling King who I've talked about so much on this show because he just, this was this was his kind of if this was how he started this year I am so excited to see where it ends up um, this year um, so Callum's asked a bunch of questions which, brilliant, thank you it really helps with uh, me putting out more, more, more content, more words coming out of my mouth, um, I think I need some water, but we're going to do it, we're going to go through uh, first question was um, who do you think, if, if there's going to be international talent at Aberdeen Anarchy um, I don't I don't know it's one of those weird ones is I think they've got, if I've got a kind of card in my head, they don't need an international talent um, would it be good to pull in numbers? Absolutely it would be really good, I'm trying to think who, who could, could be quite uh, good to get in. That's that maybe not might not bring back to the bank, um, but it'd be cool to see like uh, Big Demo um, come back as well. He, he's been at the shows before as when he was part of the the wider Scottish circle. Of course, being Irish, but he's he pretty much is part of the Scottish wrestling circle. Um, that'd be quite cool to see Demo come back. Of course, he's been WWE. He's done uh, stuff with Sanity. He was, he's, he's doing stuff in progress now. Appeared in AEW. Um, that would be interesting. I don't know who I'd put him up against though. Uh, because in my head it would be like, oh, I want to see him against like a Caleb, but I've got other plans for Caleb in my head here. So I, I don't know. I don't know. That's it. I don't know. If I was going to get someone up, I'd want them maybe somewhere with Zack Dynamite, maybe. Um, we had that stellar match with Pac uh, back in 2019 um, at the Beat Leisure Centre. So 
I think something like that with the Tri Counties title maybe that could be interesting. That would be quite cool. That would be that would be something. But I I honestly don't know. They could probably get away with not having a guest like it did uh, last year, and it had a really incredible show. It didn't have uh international talent or or an import or, or anything like that. Uh, I know Mickey Vega's desperate for an import though, so you know maybe maybe we'll get Bill James back. Uh, right, rest of them. Uh, did we see potentially set up for two of the Avriarica matches on Saturday? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think we did. We saw a set up for Damian Ronan King and for Mickey Vago against uh, Chris Archer in some weird fashion, wash put rules, wherever. I think that's that's two matches you can kind of not put a lock on, but I think that's that's they're pretty much they're going to happen. Avriarica, um, as well as other ideas I've got going on. I've got let's see, um. If we don't get an international talent in, Zach Dynamite, Conor Malloy, Tri-Counties Championship, give me that. Just give me that on the show. I want it. I want it so bad. Um, who's the fave to win the Rumble? Uh, my favourite is Caleb Valhalla. I think that's his next step. Uh, of course, he's won, he, he won the FCW uh, Heavyweight Championship down in Perth. And, and he's had quite a few matches recently with Aspen Faith. And I think I think Rumble, he needs to beat Alan at start, go into the Rumble, win the Rumble, Arriarki, Kill Valhalla, Aspen Faith, there's your money. There is two big dudes that are going to just launch each other and, and throw each other and beat each other for however long they, they're going to beat each other for. I don't know who wins from that point though, so I have no idea, but that would be what I would want. Another match I have in mind for lead on to the first question there well the second question there was uh, I would love to see uh, Omar team with Johnny Lyons to take on Reese Dawkins and, and Brian Tucker and if they win Swift's reinstated, if they lose Omar's gone, you know, something like that so that'd be cool, that'd be nice uh, that'd be really a, a great big emotional match as well um, on the show so we've got that and of course I think that's probably, we're probably going to head to Fair City Saints and outfit somewhere former fashion I might just delay that a little bit longer and have that happen at Araki also. So I think we're shaping up. In my head, we're shaping up to for a really, really great card for Araki, but they, they always are. They always are really good shows. So it would be no shock to me uh, if none of those matches happen, but I'm still loving every match that happens. Uh, question four. What did Murphy actually say the reason Dino wasn't there? Something about customs? I don't know. Did Alan try to take something from somewhere from Scandinavia I, I didn't get it I didn't I didn't hear I, I, want, I want to say that yeah I want to say Cap Dallin tried to take something from Scandinavia and he couldn't get through customs we'll, we'll take it from that uh, four uh, sorry five Brian still a Wally yeah 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 yeah, yeah he is uh, yeah he's still a Wally but once he's come up but, but he's got a really catchy song damn him I had uh, last question that he sent in. Thank you very much, Callum. Uh, how much more of his mother's clothing is Ronan going to have to wear when Damien finally kicks the shit out of him? Um, I don't know. It depends how, how hard he kicks him. Uh, we might have to wear some spanks. Um, I, I, I don't know how to answer that question. But I, I'm looking forward to seeing, hopefully seeing Ronan and Damien clash. Like I say, hopefully at, at, at Araki uh, would be my, my hope and prayer. But if it's at Rumble, I'll, I'll be there for it as well. So just as long as it's not at Ellen, <laughs> then I'll possibly see it. I don't know if they'll do a show between Rumble, it might be an Academy show maybe, between Rumble and, and Araki, 
hopefully do something like I, I want to do Keith again, uh, just because it's really close to me uh, and I can take my brother to it. And maybe, maybe we'll be able to take Jack to it as well if if they come to Keith. That's quite that's close enough for me to to go and, and not and not worry that something will go wrong uh, as well. So maybe not, not, not that I'm saying please, but you know, go guys, go on, go on. And my my my, uh, my trains on card gets there. So that's it. I've talked about the show. I've, I've, uh, I'll say it one last time. Yes, it's been an Aberdeen Wankathon. And I have had an absolute blast um, talking about the show. I don't think I've missed that much. I don't think I'll do... I might still do a thoughts on um, post, but I, I think I've covered most of the points. Like say, there's so much that Adam put in his review that, that it really... It was a lot of me echoing those thoughts and then adding little bits here and there. Uh, but the the show was absolute blast. It was so funny though going through Station Hotel because it's quite it looks quite fancy when you go inside. It's quite nice and, and all that. And you're walking through the like the dining area to get to the hall, get to the function hall, and it's just seeing people just watching this this mob of people in wrestling shirts with signs and uh, and and all that kind of stuff all wandering through uh, like a big screen of folk. And, and go through to the function hall, so that is quite hilarious. Um, only other thing before we go, congratulations to Dennis Law, uh, the birth of his his uh, daughter. I've panicked for a moment, but daughter. Um, hopefully, hopefully when he comes back, he has learned how to cow bear. Uh, but we love you, love you, Dennis. Thank you very much for 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 everything that you do. Uh, even taking uh, taking our our uh, our stick as your uh, for your refereeing skills um but no, it's been great i've had a great weekend considering we're going into this show with just the absolute the farce of uh of blubber blubberts uh being a dick we had we had that <laughs> happening the wrestler made up for it the company made up for it I hung out with, with kelly kelly again of course of kk wrestle factory always a joy but kelly got to go to her first show proper shows as regal rumble so she had a blast, and uh, it was just a great weekend. So I think I've I think I've done enough. I think I've I've talked enough now uh, for this episode. So hope you enjoy. Hope you've enjoyed uh, everything that we do here at Scottish Wrestling Network. We do try our best to make it as entertaining as possible for you. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com/scottresnet. You can find us on Twitter at scottresnet, uh, and Instagram's the same at scottresnet. But most importantly, the website swnscotland.com. We will have all our news, reviews, interviews, and everything in between about Scottish professional wrestling. And with that, I am going to go and have a big glass of water and probably go to sleep. So have a good one and uh, good night. (laughs) 